Welcome to Ashley On, your one-stop podcast where we talk about health and wellness, spirituality, and all things new. Stick around as we delve deep into innovations to support a better world. Hello and welcome to the show. Today's show is with Shannon Mead, um, someone from Australia who's doing amazing work um, with mushrooms that are actually cleaning up the environment. And specifically, Shannon's with an organization called No More Butts, which is focused on the cigarette butt problem, which obviously, if you just go outside and look around in any city across the United States, you'll see cigarette butts everywhere. And um, a lot of people don't realize how horrible these things are for the environment. And they're made out of plastic, which lasts forever. Um, well, Shannon and his team have figured out a way to use mushroom mycelium to actually decompose and use the cigarette butts as food uh, throughout the mushroom development process. And uh, these are not mushrooms that are designed to be eaten after the fact, um, but rather industrial mushrooms that are uh, being researched now for their applications in different types of packaging and other types of building solutions. Um, but right now they're it's already working. So these, these mushrooms, um, are devouring the cigarette butts into the mycelium within two weeks. So um, look forward to speaking with Shannon here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by Packed With Life Mushroom Tea, delicious tea that provides immune support, all-day decaf energy, and brain health. Just a hint of cinnamon and ginger. Um, it's really great over ice, as I like it. Um, it's also great hot if you're into hot tea. Um, and it's got less caffeine in it than decaf coffee. So you can drink this coffee at any time of day and uh, avoid anything with jitters or sleep problems. Um, in fact, it gives you natural energy that lasts throughout the day without caffeine. Um, so that's packedwithlife.com or it's available on Amazon as well. Packed with life, mushroom tea. Enjoy it today. Hello, Shannon Mead. Thank you for joining the show. Welcome. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Well, thank you for everything you're doing. I'm very excited about this conversation today, um, talking about how you're using mushrooms to clean up the environment and specifically uh, one of the nastiest things around, which is uh, cigarette butts, which are all over the place. And um, really excited to to hear about this innovation involving mushrooms. Um, before we do that, why don't we just, if you could just dive in and, and tell our audience a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself and what got you into this uh, this endeavor. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so I'm uh, ex-corporate, which people wouldn't have picked. Um, and I uh, spent almost 20 years there working across um, companies like uh, Nokia or Nokia, um, as well as Microsoft. Uh, and then I guess about three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was um, living in Philippines and, and noticed a lot of plastic pollution and um, sort of started, I guess, imagining that that would be because of lack of infrastructure, uh, lack of education and awareness. Um, and then when I returned to Australia during COVID times, I, I sort of thought, well, let's, you know, how do we actually tackle this? Uh, and let's start with, I guess, the biggest problem. And it ended up turning out that the biggest problem is actually one of the smallest items you can find, which is um, cigarette butts. So the most littered item in Australia, where I'm from, but the most littered item, um, certainly across the world as well, with 4.5 trillion being littered across the world globally, um, you know, each year. So, yeah, sort of just basically decide to start a mission to, uh, to do something about that. How did you even uh, think about mushrooms? Like, where did that come from? That came a bit further down the track. So, um, you know, when we're looking at the size of the problem and, and then how to address it, I guess rather than just going, well, let's go and pick these up, 
um, because, you know, that's what a lot of people have, have done beforehand. Um, and, you know, it's such fantastic individual impact. But we thought, well, is there actually a value in this? And the more we researched into not only what it contains, i.e. a cellulose or a cellulose acetate, um, but also then what could be done with them. And then, you know, research, you know, takes you down all sorts of weird and wonderful um, tracks. And we end up finding a group overseas that were actually using um, a, a trained species of oyster mushroom um, to actually break down the, the plastic, the cellulose, use it as a food source uh, and create what they were calling these living ashtrays. Um, that was puree fungi. Um, so then I want to try to find something closer to home. And uh, as it turned out, there was um, a, a new social enterprise based out of Melbourne. Um, it's quite far from where I am, but geographically, it's the same country um, and started working with them a couple of years ago. And that's now culminated in a, in a launched project um, just last month in the city of Melbourne. Wow, it's fantastic. So, so tell us more about that. Like what what is no more butts? Let's let's get into the uh, the guts of it in terms of you're using. I guess you said oyster mushrooms, right? Yes. So no more butts is an environmental charity, and I guess from our perspective, what we're trying to do is, um, you know, yeah, our vision is for a butt free environment, and and for us that goes from everything from source reduction activities upstream, midstream, um, as well as then, um, ideally not collecting them from the environment, but if we have to, then working out what we do with them. In this case, we've actually intervened and we're working with venues, so pubs, clubs, restaurants, sporting stadiums and so on, construction, industrial estates, um, to actually where they're doing the right thing and collecting those cigarette butts already, but just putting them to landfill. We're actually diverting them to, to fungi solutions. Um, and then what they're doing is using their trained species. So they've been going for nine years now and training this um, species of oyster mushroom. Um, essentially what happens is that the, the, the digestive system, the, the mycelium um, essentially runs over the cigarette butts, use the, the plastic um, yeah, as a food source. Um, so the cellulose is actually you know, coming from a um, wood pulp bioplastic essentially. So it's actually used to digesting that. It just needed to be introduced to all the different, you know, uh, I guess the toxins and so on along the way. And that's happened over the last nine years. So are you, are you collecting them from these sites and then taking them and putting them in some lo central location? Or are you providing some kind of on-site solution that actually includes fun fungi or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, so that the, the um, long-term plan is, I guess, the second. So that the start, we're starting with what we're calling a milk run. So we're actually collecting um, those cigarette butts. So we're asking venues to to put them into a um, essentially a compostable snap lock bag, like a sandwich bag, um, and then we're collecting them from them and we're aggregating them at Fungi Solutions. And they're the ones who have got the laboratory set up, um, you know, with the the cool room, with the scenarios, with the cultures, with the molds, and so on. And we're collecting 1.2 million um, cigarette butts across the rest of this year. Um, it seems like a lot. Unfortunately, it's just a drop in the ocean when you look at the total amount wasted. Um, but the idea is that, you know, that actually then can be a scaled, like almost like a micro, micro-cycling hub um, across different um, municipalities, councils, state governments, and so on, rather than diverting to one location, because in a country as large as Australia, that actually creates new issues with emissions and so on, trying to get all these little buggers just to one place. Sure, absolutely. So um, are, are you... I'm trying to think like I've got so many questions for you around this. What what yeah. are they doing with the mushrooms? I'm assuming these are not the oyster mushrooms that are going to show up on the uh, the dinner menu somewhere, right? So what, where do yeah, they, exactly. where, where do they go and what 
what's the result? Because again, let's just, I'm, I don't, well, I, I'm assuming it, but to tell us, we're not, you're not trying to, uh, to portray these as being edible mushrooms. Correct. Yeah. So I guess it's a different kind um, of mushroom. So it's it's not fruit. It doesn't bloom essentially. So what you and I see in the supermarket, in the market shelves that we stick in our in Australia, our brand bags, and you know keep them there. It's not those mushrooms. It's not what we see above the surface. It's actually um, you know that the root network, the mycelium oh, okay. mushroom, which goes to work on here. So we create essentially a below surface um, environment that kind of reminds them of the the dark. Um, dank sort of atmosphere in a soil scenario and that allows the mycelium to actually um, you know to, to source out and find in this case um, its food source which is the the, the cellulose acetate based um, cigarette buds um, they do stop them before they fruit so that the mycologist stops them before they fruit a couple of them have and they look a little bit sad and sorry um, you certainly would not be seeing them on, on any dinner plate anytime soon um, but the idea is that they essentially, um, after they've done their, their work, they're cultivated, um, they, they can then be used as, an, as a new spore, a new culture, um, you know, and over time, that's what used to take two months in order to digest, um, you know, their, their food source now is only two weeks as they've adapted to that. So it's pretty incredible to, to see and witness. Wow. So what's left? Uh, you know, so you, you, I'm imagining like a big vat of cigarette butts, right? You introduce the mycelium spores into that. And then in two weeks, what's left? Yeah, so essentially now they're, they're not at that level. So what we get is we provide tubs, um, but then they actually take out to mold form what's required. Um, so at this stage, you know, they're looking at handful. They've actually gone larger sort of, um, imagine like a ceramic, like a pottery um, kind of bowl, that sort of um, that size they're looking at at the moment. Um, and essentially what happens then is it's actually left with a, um, a fused, um, you know, a byproduct, I guess, of the cigarette butts and the, the mycelium. Um, and it's sort of almost a, a cross between like a, a polystyrene, like an extended polystyrene kind of scenario. Um, and oh, what's the other? It, it's so it's kind of um, it's lightweight, it's um, buoyant, it's flame retardant. Um, so ultimately, the goal is that it can actually be used to replace products such as polystyrene, which are an issue onto themselves. And this program will prove or disprove that based off, I guess, the toxicology profile of now being able to do it at that scale. So you're looking at packaging or building materials or things like that or all the above? Yeah, absolutely. I think packaging, we obviously need to be super sensitive. You know, it may not be food grade packaging again, because... Um, even if we can prove and, and eradicate the toxins and the nasties and the heavy metals, um, the, the mental, I guess, awareness or the perception of someone going, okay, this box used to be made from cigarette butts, there's probably not going to be, you know, an overwhelming sort of amount of customers that, that go, I want that. Interesting, um, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we are looking at is um, in our way, you know, we're collecting these cigarette butts at the moment. And as mentioned into the sandwich bags, we're just using a bin, like a just general household trash bin, like a waste bin. Um, we would actually love to be able to provide a box made from cigarette butts and mycelium. So essentially, if we can get it to that, that thinness of around about, you know, the two centimetres or under one inch, um, if we can actually get it to that sort of density, um, and maintain the structural integrity and have a, let's call it a, you know, probably foot by foot kind of scenario, right? 
um, where people can actually put their cigarette butts in there, seal that up, send that off for micro remediation. And then the mushrooms can actually digest the whole lot. Um, so that for me is a truly circular solution and that's what we're going for um, at the moment to try and get it that thin um, we haven't been able to so I guess it's going to be over time different compression different molds just to see how that goes um, building and construction is a is a great application um, things like can they be used in the partition walls that you see can they be used in um, external building cladding can they be used as an aggregate um, for a, a concrete or an asphalt kind of scenario so the opportunities are limitless um, and as part of this program we just want to make sure that we're not creating a new issue so you know by creating this new kind of I guess biomass um, as a result of the, the fusing of the mycelium and the cigarette butts that what's left is a, a much better profile toxic you know like from a toxic perspective than previously was so before people were going to end up in landfill or the environment we're now intervening. We want to make sure that the product that we're creating is far less damaging to the environment, whether it's litter or landfill, um, and hopefully it's got then a new useful life. Now, what's your time frame? What what are you um, what are you thinking about in terms of how long it's going to take to do that research with what you're working on? Yeah, well, because we're collecting the 1.2 million butts, that's sort of a target that we've agreed with, you know, with um, the government that's funding it. So Sustainability Victoria, which is a um, one of the, the Victorian government, I guess, departments or enterprises, um, they've provided funding for this program. Um, so we've agreed metrics with them. Um, that said, we won't require 1.2 million to work out if this thing works or not. So um, that program finishes at the end of the year. So we certainly hope before the end of the year uh, before the program concludes, we'll have a very clear direction and a yes, no, as to is it viable? And if so, in what applications can it be used in? Uh, and the hope from there is that it can then scale. You know, we've already got large venues, large sporting venues on board. Admittedly, they're joining because it's free, because it's funded by someone else. Um, but from our perspective, if, if they're interested and they've got a sustainability agenda, and this is a low cost way to deal with one of the most toxic issues in the world using an organic process, why wouldn't you jump on board? Right, right, of course. So, uh, and most people do have uh, sustainability objectives that they're trying to deal with. Um, are you, just to, just to clarify, you, so the, the process has been proven effective in terms of the mycelium being able to use the the cigarette butts as its food and to devour them. Um, what you're testing is the impact of what's left in that mycelium so that you can understand what you can do with it. Is that is that correct? Correct, yeah. And also making larger mold forms, making different um, products. So rather than just at the moment creating a, a bowl, which could be used maybe as an ashtray or rather than creating a, a small little um, you know, a, a mold from um, something small and sort of, you know, just a hundred butts. We're trying now to say, okay, can we actually construct, for example, a cardboard box? Can we create a mold and have that, the cigarette butts and the mycelium run through there and extract it from the mold and have a proven product and then test the actual um, toxic analysis of that? Um, so that's sort of the ambition of, of this, but absolutely at at small level, um, you know, it, it's it's proven. Um, we've already sort of got the 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 early models from the last couple of years and even the last couple of months where we've actually got these. Um, and a lot of the smell is eradicated, which people obviously are worried about, certainly from a touch and feel. Um, it's quite interesting. It's sort of almost slimy and tacky before it's dried, but once it's dried, it actually, it feels just like a, you know, a, a polystyrene kind of scenario. So yeah, it's quite a quite a cool material. Yeah, so I'm I'm envisioning like this, those uh, 
you know, the cheap kind of styrofoam coolers that you buy at, you know, at the supermarket here in the United States? Like, is that, is that kind of like, am I on the right track? Absolutely. From a, a visual and from a touch and feel, that's the exact scenario that we're looking for. Um, but what we're aiming for in this case is that that would be able to collect cigarette butts. So you'd be able to put probably 10,000 cigarette butts into that old cooler um, and then basically be able to, you know, micro remediate that using, you know, the mushrooms. Um, so that's the ultimate goal. Um, if there is a scenario that we actually say, fantastic, the mushrooms have done everything they're supposed to do, and actually a little bit more, and you know, the the heavy metals, the cadmium, the 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 zinc, the um the lead, and so on, is actually eradicated out and sort of put to the side, and what's left in our biomass can actually be used. Then of course you could actually look to a full replacement scenario and actually try and sell it. But back to that sort of note before, I don't know if you actually go and say, you know, stick your drinks in something made from butts whether or not people are actually going to, you know, jump at that uh, opportunity or not. Yeah, it's it's ironic, right? I mean, everybody wants to have sustainability, but nobody really wants to deal with it. <laughs> it yeah, exactly. It's it's um and look, we've we've been investigating other avenues as well of how to deal with it, you know, can they be used in um uh, you know, asphalt pavement, sidewalk, concrete. Mm -hmm. And my whole argument is, well, that's where they end up. People flick them onto the the pavement. Um, so being able to recover them and actually use them as a commodity, as a source material instead of a concrete and actually create new sidewalks from this. Um, and, you know, the, the the initial thought is, hey, that's fantastic, you know, great idea. And then when you start anal you know, analysing the, well, are we actually creating a new problem? So when does that, you know, sidewalk get um, sort of smashed up in 10, 15, 20 years time? Um, what happens to the cigarette butts there? Are they encapsulated? Have they degraded? You know, is there a structural integrity issue? So um, we're very much innovative when it comes to what can be done, but we're also cautious when we like, we don't want to create a new issue out of these ideas that we've got. Right. Have you talked to, um, have you talked to any of the cigarette companies at all yet about they're getting them on board and sponsoring any of these initiatives? Or is there any interest there? Uh, so, so look, early on in our journey, we, we sort of reached out to sort of say, look, you know, are there conversations that um, they're interested in having? And, and I think, unfortunately, you know, three years down the track, um, they weren't overly receptive to those kind of conversations. Um, Australia's got very strict rules around um, how they um, present themselves, how they market, how they advertise. Um, so in, in a true sense, even if they were, you know, going to fund it, there's actually no way that they could, from a corporate social responsibility, highlight it. So it would be purely out of the, the you know, the good nature of their heart. Um, so I guess that's going to be an issue um, when it comes to that. I think there would be enough funding from government and industry to deal with this issue, I mean, sort of, you know, construction industry, et cetera, to, to deal with this and to take this once it's proven um, without necessarily relying on funding from tobacco. Um, I, I certainly think there's other ways that the government, other levers the government has, um, you know, in order to charge through extended producer responsibility and so on. Um, but we don't want to, you know, build it um, if there's no market. We don't want to create a product if, if no one wants it. We don't want to create a supply chain if, you know, no one can create a product from it. So um, we're, we're, I guess, moving all the trains at the same time to try and understand from a funding perspective, uh, product creation perspective, and an end market point of view, um, you know, try and move all those things together uh, so that, you know, if something is proven, um, we can hit go and off we go. That's fantastic. Um, have you have you uncovered any new ideas or anything else through this research that you're thinking gets your mind thinking about what mushrooms might be able to do? 
Ah, uh, yeah. Look, this is um. So mushrooms, I think, for me, it was the the solution to this problem. Uh, but the more I've learned about them, um, you know, it's sort of the more. I was going to say fantastic, and I don't mean from a fantasy sense, although it almost is, right? It, it's, mm -hmm. um, I think the, the applications moving into the future from not only a waste management perspective, um, sustainability when it comes to, um, you know, uh, whether it's clothing, um, whether it's, um, you know, I've seen there's a couple of companies that are jumping on board now when it comes to packaging and so on as well. So I think mm -hmm. the applications, um, you know, I'd love to see how this, um, you know, explodes over time because I really think it has been an untapped market. Um, we're not involved at all on this side of things, but Australia um, has sort of recently um, sort of approved, I guess, some of the trials from the, um, is it psychobillion? Um, Psilocybin. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. As far as, um, you know, from, from treating disorders and so on as well. So, you know, there's, there's lots of, I guess, things it's not just what you put into your mushroom risotto and, and end up on your plate um you know these little creatures are are, are fantastic um in nature and i think are you know, able to provide a lot of answers to a lot of problems that you know we've got uh, as a human race whether that be from waste management whether that be through medicinal care as well as food as well as potential clothing and packaging yeah well said um and, and thank you very much for what you're doing i, I mean i you know, it's, uh, it's dirty work, uh, you know, literally and, and uh, figuratively as well, uh, when it comes to sustainability. And, and obviously, uh, you know, when I read the article uh, about what you were doing, it just got grabbed my attention. I'm always looking for things that are new and innovative, and um, especially when it coincides with mushrooms. So um, thank you very much for for doing what you're doing. I know it's not easy. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience um, about your work or about the future that I didn't ask you about? Yeah, I just think it's important. So, I mean, we're we're very much a you know, environmental charity. Um, we don't focus on the health um, side of of smoking. I think um, you know people are adults, or certainly we hope that they're adults in their jurisdiction when they're choosing to to smoke. Um, but what we're wanting to do is just encourage them to think about the planet um, and think about you know if they are a smoker or their friends are smokers, family are smokers, just to remind them the impact that you know littering what they think is a harmless item can actually do to the environment. Um, so, you know, it is a plastic, it does persist in nature, it leaches all the toxins and so on. Um, so we actually just want to make sure that the smokers are behaving responsibly. Um, and then in an ideal world where we can actually prove this, we can then sort of provide a, I guess, a supply chain, you know, how do you actually return your cigarette butts, which have now got a perceived value in order to create these new circular products, you know, using mushrooms. So. Um, yeah, I think it's it's very important that, that smokers are aware of, of the impact of their choices uh, on the planet, not only their own health potentially, um, and, you know, sort of support um, our mission and, and support the planet through that. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Shannon. It was really nice meeting you. And I, I really appreciate, again, what you're doing um, for everyone. And, and uh, thank you for your time today. No, thank you very much. Well, good luck, and we'll uh, we'll plan to check in with you maybe in uh, six months or so, and just see how things are going. If there's any updates, yeah, absolutely. As as stuff comes through, like if we end up sort of being able to prove or disprove something along the way, I'll um, I'll reach out for sure. And I th I still think it's important that even if we go, oh look, it doesn't work, um, you know, hey, does it alter um, to the profile? Like even if you landfill it, but is it actually you know producing less emissions? Is it producing less less toxicity in the in the environment? Um, as a result of that or um, so on. So yeah, look, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. And as I said, the worst case we go, oh, 
it doesn't work, at least we know, you know, move on to the next thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident based off the early stuff that that something will happen. It's just a question of the viability of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shannon Mead from No More Butts, thank you so much and have a great afternoon. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Take care. Hey guys, as always, this episode is brought to you by Packed with Live Tea. You know, I always talk about how much I love iced tea and Packed with Live tastes fantastic. And I don't add any sweetener or anything like that. Just great tasting iced tea packed with organic adaptogens, including the four key mushrooms, lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, and reishi. Of course, it tastes great as hot tea as well, if that's your thing. Um, and some people like to add a little bit of honey. But either way, no matter how you like your tea, you're going to love this tea. And it will boost your immune system, brain, lungs, and gut. That's why it's packed with life. So get yours today at packedwithlife.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Ashley on Nothing But The Truth for a Better You and Me.